Hey guys, Luke Simons here and welcome to the Luke Simons podcast. On today's episode, I am lucky enough to share the Zoom screen with James from Hustle Industries. James, how are we, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Good, man. Good. So for people who don't know who James is, he actually owns and runs a company called Hustle Industries. They are a content marketing-based company down here in Perth. He obviously works out of Mandra, Bunbury, Perth, all, all across the like, you know, South regional area. But yeah, I was, I'm stoked to have you on this podcast, man, and to kind of get stuck into more about the content marketing arena with yourself. And we're going to cover off three really good topics and value topics that I want to talk about today. But first off, before we get stuck in, James, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are now, man. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, thanks for the introduction. And um, yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. So a little bit about myself. I was actually completely off media like as far away from media as possible I was working on the mines doing refrigeration mechanics so basically I'd fix your aircon fix your fridge you know so like something yeah fridgy just completely different and obviously when COVID hit all my project work at the time basically dried up and it said go away you know we haven't got anything for you basically you have no work so I was put in this position where I was like you know what like I'm kind of sick of working away and I don't want to be doing this anymore it's it's hard on the body working in roofs and you know like it's 90 degrees in the roof and you're just sweating and I was like you know I think there's more to this than meets the eye now I'd, I'd already been sort of playing around with photography and videography, very amateur, nothing too serious. And I was like, you know what, like there's this real gap between business owners and the time they need to put into marketing. First of all, it's that the knowledge that people don't have, they don't get the level of quality that they need and they don't have the time to do it. So it's like these three things that, you know, people can't get their name out there because they just physically don't have the resources to do it. And I could really identify this niche when I was working for myself as a Fridgie, just, you know, you're so busy doing what you're good at that you never had enough time to focus on the marketing. And Without your foot on the gas pedal, the car slows down. It's that simple. It's like, yeah, you'll keep moving and you'll plot along and people will find you, but eventually you will come to a stop where people just don't think about you. So I sort of got into content creation. It was videography that I was really passionate about. But I very quickly found that people needed photography. And I was like, okay, well, you know, photos can't be too hard from videography. That was a big slap in the face. And like, actually, it's completely different. And I feel like videographers make pretty good photographers. But the other way around is potentially not the case. I'll definitely annoy someone by saying that. But <laughs> but. Basically, I, I identified that people need photos. And then moving forward a couple of months, six, 12 months, I, I found that people were getting these really beautiful, highly convertible video ads, and they're just putting them online. They're just putting them on their Facebook page, putting it on their Instagram. And they were going, well, this doesn't work. I've spent $1,000 on a video. And 
I'm not seeing any results. And I very quickly realized that people didn't know how to run ads. People didn't understand the fundamentals behind marketing. So I went and studied marketing. I did Facebook Blueprint, which is actually a free course for anyone looking to (laughs) work out Facebook. It starts with very simple, set up your page and it goes right through to, you know, complex retargeting ads. All I can say is it takes a massive amount of time for anyone that's thinking of doing it. And then I also studied on Digital Marketer. It's just another website along with the Future Academy, which is also another online resource. And I just sort of worked out the marketing and the, the fundamentals behind marketing and how you need to structure it. And so that's where I'm here today. I, we basically, as a team of about five, um, myself and a couple of other freelancers, we help businesses grow through content marketing being kept top of mind, but also running ads in the back end so that, you know, we can actually convert the people that are watching that are, that are sitting on the fence. So that's me and that's hustle industries. Love it, man. I think, um, yeah, I love that point about videographers can make decent photographers, but photographers make trash fucking videography. (laughs) We are definitely going to annoy someone by saying that. uh, Dude, like when, when people say like, oh yeah, like, to be honest, I tell my my partner because my partner her um her father is a photographer. I'm always like, oh man, like photography is so easy, so easy because it's like I mean it's it's not easy, but like when you go to the street and the post production, oh my god, when you when you're so used to video editing, photo editing is like a walk in the park. It's like the breeze, you know. So like I totally get that, and I'll probably offend people by doing that, but hey, like. Show me, show me otherwise. <laughs> show me otherwise, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those phenomenons where like color grading is so much more in depth than what say like editing on Lightroom is. I think it's just one of those technical things that there's a lot to go over in video and it's very transmissible, some of the information into photography. Yeah. However, the other way around, motion graphics and vfx and animation and stuff like it's just a whole nother skill set that you need to learn that doesn't essentially translate in photography yeah 100 percent, dude well what we'll do is let's get stuck into the first kind of topic we want to talk about i want to ask you james why quality content why is it important to a business owner yes yeah so before the podcast we sort of had a brief conversation about this but the, the difference between films on his iPhone and the dude that gets hit, a, a media team or has a little bit of quality gear is that people instantly notice. They notice, they're like, okay, what's going on here? Because it, it looks different to the billions and billions of iPhone videos that are posted every day. You know, it's, it's this highlight reel and, and it's interrupting and you go, oh, okay, this looks good. Like what's going on? And it also represents your brand your brand is always associated with what you put out so if you have content that's down here that's you know filmed on your iphone you will gain customers that are down here on that same level if you invest in making your content better your clients immediately understand that okay well If I pay for this good quality content, I will get this quality of client. And, you know, I I definitely see that in my my own businesses and the people that I work with. Anything that we use that's of high value and high quality, we tend to see a lot better conversion with better clients. So 
Yeah, 100% agree, man. And I like to kind of use this analogy, right? So say you're hiring someone, it could be a lawyer, it could be a plumber, it could be whatever it is, right? You're hiring someone to do a job now, or you could be going to buy something down at the local store. Now, if you have two competitors side by side, and you have one that is very clean cut, who's dressed very well, who's nice on the eyes, then you have someone of their competitors where, you know, maybe the shop's a little bit run down, they got newspapers on the windows, it's really run down, it's dirty, and you're like, okay, like, what's going to be better? What's going to give me the better result, right? Nine out of 10 times, people are going to go with the, the one that looks good. Because what happens is like, appearance is like with humans, right? It's an appearance thing. So like we have like back in the day, like with our primal instincts, we can judge people from their body language, right? And take that into today's error in terms of content marketing is if I see a video from a, say a gym or say, you know, it could be a, a furniture company, right? And they've got trashy, you know, iPhone quality content. What do I kind of subliminally think in my back of my mind that the, their content or their, their product's going to be like? I'm going to start thinking, oh, it's not going to be as good. Then we have on the other side, the flip side, their competitor, the furniture business that's got high quality content, you, you're automatically going to think, oh, wow. So these guys are legit. They got quality stuff. And that all happens within a split second with seeing a video. Three seconds. Three seconds, you can change someone's opinion and that can be either good or bad. You know, they're going to jump on your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever, your website, and they're going to go, is this the company I want to work with? Do they align with my values? Is it clear? Doesn't make sense. They'll look at it and they'll, they'll either move towards you or move away from you. And, you know, that's okay because some clients we don't want and some clients we do want. And if your target market is cheap and quick and fundamental, then maybe having not such a presentable brand work for you. But I guess like if you went to the extremes where like the biggest purchase of your life, like a home builder, we've all, all had that home builder shares his picture of his tiles and his dog and his family. They're usually not the people you want to build with. You want to build with the, the Dale Alcock where they're selling the dream. Like they've got beautiful houses, you know, Georgie architects. They've got just this absolutely phenomenal amount of content that's just so highly beautiful. And you instantly go, I want that. You know, we're so programmed to say, I want that, you know, um, HSV, I just want one, Ferrari, Lamborghini, we, we, we just want the best. 100%. And you're investing in, say, like a, a content marketing company, or if someone wants to hire someone for this sort of stuff, it's like they're investing in their knowledge and their background knowledge of marketing and understanding psychology. So like me coming from a marketing background, studying the psychology of how we kind of sell through content, like that's what we specialize in as well. So it's like understanding like there's no guesswork anymore. So it's like you hire yes. a professional, not only for the awesome equipment, but to be honest, like the equipment doesn't get the job done. It's the person behind the equipment that gets the job done. So that's what you're investing in. Like that's, that's my Absolutely. anyway. <laughs> I, I, I think you're bang on. It's the knowledge and the experience, right? You want to know that they've done it before and they've done it a hundred times and they'll do it a hundred times again. And, you know, I didn't personally come from a marketing background. I came from like a content background and, you know, I, I learned the psychology stuff um, in the marketing and in the principles. And, and I love reading 
psych- <laughs> books about psychology and stuff like that. And it all all plays into the cloud. People at the end of the day, we're just human and we all fundamentally do the same things. Even though we're so different, we're so similar in so many ways. So James, talk to me about a nurturing funnel with content. What, what does that mean? If someone doesn't know what that means, what is a nurturing funnel, bro? So nurturing funnel is, let, let, let's step back a little bit. So social media is not a place to sell. Contrary to belief, and people put it up everywhere, social media is not a place to sell, at least on the feed. So what a nurturing funnel is, is basically a place where you bring clients into so that they can see your brand every day. So they become a part of your brand. They want to see what you're up to. You know, what what are you doing? What does that work look like? And that's the nurturing part. So we at Hustle Industries, at least, we we do that by by showing off our work. We do that by showing people results. We, we show the testimonials, people that like we've worked with, how we've changed their life for the better. And that's nurturing people to be like, hey, like we did this jewelry store and maybe a jewelry store is watching and they're like, oh my God, they got this result. So I could get similar results doing the same thing. It's the same for a home builder. It's selling that dream. It's like, okay, they built this house before. Obviously they can do it again. And it's translatable for every single business, no matter whether you're a PT whether you're a home builder, whether you're a car salesman, a tattoo artist, whatever it is, it's relatable. So what you've got to do is you've just got to stay top of mind. So there's many ways you can do that. But the best way we know how is posting consistently every day, showing up on stories. So you're in that little bubble at the top and using things like reels and and TikToks and stuff like that to just gain a little bit more exposure. But your job isn't to sell them on the spot. Your job is to provide value, right? You want to entertain, educate, or inspire. Those things only. Nothing, no fancy hard sales or we're going to give you this for this or it's really just not a place to sell. Now, what you want to do is you want to run, say, an ad that's just saying who you are, what you are, and what you do and what value do you provide to your audience. And all you want to do is run that ad straight into your nurturing funnel. So run them to like your Instagram page or Facebook page, whatever you do. But on the back end, we've got all these people coming into our into our nurturing funnel. What do we do with those people? Now, we do need to sell to them somehow, but it's not to sell on the feed because this is a place of nurturing. What we want to do is we want to run ads at the bottom of that funnel to try and convert people. So that's where we run offers like, hey, this month we're going to take 30 clients on for this amount of money. You want to keep it very time limited and action-based. So they're called call to action ads, as you would know. But basically we want to run different call to action ads and target the people that fit in our parameters of the clients that we want. Now we can do that with business.facebook. You can do that with Google ads. You can do that with YouTube ads. You can do almost exactly the same thing with everything. And no matter what, what space it is, they're just different traffic sources. And so basically what we recapping that we have an ad running, just a simple who, what, where ad running into the nurturing system. We run nurturing posts just consistently over and over and over and then we run a cta ad either one or two every month just to convert the clients that are sitting on the fence 
And that's how we've seen mo- our success with, with our company and the clients that we work with. Yeah, perfect. So to recap, James is using he, him and his clients that use their social media as a nurturing kind of funnel or an ecosystem to kind of get, the first objective is to get eyeballs in the ecosystem. And that's how he will use his marketing tactics to get them into the system. Once they're in his ecosystem, then they start building trust. He gives goodwill and they start liking his brand from there. He'll have a one or two kind of CTA advert to kind of say, Hey, if you're interested, like we're over here, we can come by, you can come see, check us out and see what you got. So th- there is no real hard sales. It's very like only the most qualified people who want to work with James work with James. If that's what, if that makes sense. Did I get that right? You nailed that. And, you know, I think everyone's so focused on getting everybody, but what you got to realize, not everybody wants to buy right now and not everybody will buy from you because me, James Tuvey, Sally down the road may not like James Tuvey, but she'll like Karen who does the same thing and she'll, she'll relate to Karen and that's okay. But what you want to do is you just want to nurture the people that care and that's it. You've got to get people in so that you're, you're bringing people into that possibly could care. And then you also are caring for those people and then asking them, hey, do you want to work with us? This is the results we get. Yeah, love that, dude. It's a great example right here with me and you. Like we're in the same business, but it's like, dude, it's the personality and the brand. And like, I know that you can provide so much value to my audience and I know my audience is going to get heaps out of it. So it's just like, it just because you guys are in the same industry and I think a lot of people kind of get the, the wrong mindset with that competition. It's not really competition because it's like, dude, there's so many people out there that we can help and we can serve that they're going to go with people who they relate the most with and they feel like they can get a good result from. That's pretty much it. Absolutely. And and you're bang on the money where I think a lot of people get caught up in the mindset that, oh my God, they're doing the same thing. I can't be friends with them because they're going to steal all my clients. And <laughs> the reality is that there's so much plethora of people we can help. We couldn't possibly help all of them. You no. know, we can do our best to try and help all of them as many as we can, but my partner runs a lash extension business, right? And she's booked out two, three, four weeks in advance. She cannot physically help anyone else. So what's the point in disregarding every other lash tech that, you know, is in the same business? Like the reality is, if anything, you would want to be friends with them because when they can't serve a client, they can send them your way. And, you know, this is the same with PTs. This is the same in the fitness industry, but it's gym owners, stuff like that. It's, it's never wise to talk bad about someone because you feel insecure about them. The reality is good karma will come if you put good karma out. Love it, dude. 100%, dude. Well, we'll quickly touch on the last one. So, and this is something that I really want people to understand, dude. Vanity metrics versus results. Can you run us through what does that mean? All right. So vanity metrics, it's something we all get stuck on. It fades our little dopamine in our brain and it's likes and comments. And yes, this stuff does help our brand and does help reach more people, but it really doesn't mean crap because you could have 30,000 people on your Facebook or Instagram page But if none of them turn to clients, it's a waste of money and time. What you need to do is you only need 1,000 
loyal customers. So they're people that will buy from you all the time. When you put out an ebook, they will download it. When you give some merch, they will be the first people to pre-order. That's what you want to work towards. You don't want to work towards, you know, having 100K followers on Instagram because the reality is most of those followers will never purchase from you. So you're better off having a thousand people that buy from you every single time than having a hundred thousand and only 10 people buy from you all the time. There's this guy called Chris Do, and his mission is to make a billion people able to do what they love, like in the creative industry, do what they love for a living. Now, he says specifically, you only need a thousand true fans. And like I said before, the people that will buy, download and shop from you, no matter what you put out. So stop focusing on this photo got a thousand likes and be more like how many clients signed up with us this month? Did our numbers go from 1,000 to 1,500? Or did our profits go from 10 grand to 20 grand? It's like, I don't care what the numbers say on Facebook and Instagram. If you are not making money, you are wasting money. And that's my take on vanity metrics is just don't get hooked up on how many likes a photo got because what you really need to be looking at is how much money you are making at the end of the day. Yeah, dude. To kind of put this in perspective, I was literally two hours ago speaking to a client of mine. They have, say, 3,000 followers and they, they know someone very personally that has 10,000 followers. But this person who's making three or has 3,000 followers is making triple the amount of the 10,000 follower person. Followers yes. do not relate to money or cash flow. It just doesn't make sense, right? So it's like, well, it, it can make sense if you have a high percentage of quality followers, but most of the time it's not the result. Like when people message me all the time saying, hey, like I, I want to grow my social media. It's just like, but why? And it's like, well, like it, it means more money. It's like, no, it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like it, it doesn't. It nope. What you need is a solid strategy, a solid marketing strategy, a solid content marketing strategy and a solid offer. That's all you need. Like I yep. built my businesses off of 3000 followers for the last and I started this in 2016, 2017. And I was like, yep. that's all I've been working off of is that. And it's like, that's all I've ever needed. I think when people kind of get stuck in the, the mindset of like, it's a, it's a forever chasing carrot where they're just like, I just got to get to 10,000. I just got to get to 50,000, now 100,000. And it's like, dude, like, why don't you just make money now? Yes, absolutely. Like stop chasing the things that don't matter is the key. I think- like exactly what you said. I, I know someone that clearly had purchased followers. They, there's plenty of services that will give you 10,000 people, 20,000, 100,000 people follow your account. Her content gets no engagement. It gets to none of her clients because she has 10,000 people that the algorithm is sending to them that don't matter and they'll never buy from her. And she's like, okay, social media doesn't work. And it's like, well, actually you've hurt your brand by buying followers. And she's like, oh, but it gives me credibility. But the reality is the people that know better already know. They, they no, can take one, <laughs> they, they can take one look at 
how many likes you're getting per photo, how many comments you're getting per photo. And like, if you've got 25,000, you're probably like of engaged followers, you're probably getting 300 and thousands of likes on your stuff. If your account says that you've got 25 likes and you know, one comment and you have 25,000 followers, you bought followers and you know, that hurts your brand. That doesn't help your brand. That hurts your brand. And I think we're, we're just so caught up in seeing, you know, the people that have, that are verified and have three and a half million and, you know, they're doing so well. So followers must mean profits. And it's not, like you said, the person that has 3000 followers versus the person that has 10,000 followers, if they're making three times much money, guess who's winning? You know, the person with 3000 followers. So stop chasing the vanity metrics because guess what? If Instagram goes away tomorrow, there's going to be a TikTok. If TikTok goes away tomorrow, there's going to be a Bebo or MySpace. Like it's a game that keeps changing and it's going to keep changing. So stop chasing the stuff that doesn't matter and put a strategy in place so that you can make money. Love that, dude. James, we've got to wrap it up there because of time. But dude, where can people find you and check you out? Yeah, awesome. So anyone can find me either on my Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hustleindustries.biz or my Instagram where you can enter my nice little nurturing funnel. And that's just hustle underscore industries. So I'd love to see you guys there. And thanks again, Luke, for having me on today. No stress, guys. I'm going to put James's link down the bottom here of this podcast. So if you want to check him out and see his, check out his content and maybe get in touch with him, Click the link below and you'll um, see him there. But James, thank you so much, buddy. <laughs> and I will see you next time, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for your time.